0: My balls are on the podcast.
1: (laughs) The scariest
0: thing is that we're back! Got another hot, hot, hot episode of WatchBots for you, folks.
1: balls are on the podcast.
2: Everybody, welcome to WatchBots, the podcast that's like your extended family. We show up only on holidays and no other times. <laughs> this is Captain Cold. This is the Iceman.
3: This oh, no. is
2: Mr. Freeze.
0: He this did it. <laughs> he did it again. He got me.
4: Captain Cold. That's right.
2: A different DC villain. But nonetheless, nonetheless, and I'm joined by Shailen, hello. Some things never change, like the seasons, <laughs> which do change. And by Dave,
0: you cheered me up with that Mister Freeze opening, but I'm still a little, a little upset. Okay. I, and I know this is our our Halloween episode, but allow me just just allow me a few minutes to talk about Christmas. Hmm. Did you guys see this the the Christmas? A Christmas story <laughs>
3: sequel <Yep>. teaser. <laughs>
0: yeah. I, I can't even fucking talk about it. My my I'm just like flabbergasted and, and angry and like I don't usually this stuff doesn't upset me, but like this this feels so icky, so and, and so ill conceived. Like it just makes me upset. Why like, is that? A Christmas story is not a perfect movie but it is a perfectly fine movie it is a wonderful christmas movie okay. it is it, it, it's awesome like it doesn't need anything else it stands it, it can stand alone and it can stand forever just nothing else before it or after it
4: counterpoint a christmas story too with daniel stern
0: <laughs> <laughs> right don't know if that's canon I'm sure this new sequel will be like the Halloween 2018 and just erase all the other sequels. Mm. But it is fine. It didn't need that Daniel Stern sequel. It doesn't need this new sequel that has the original actors from the original one. So it just makes me so mad that it's that it's it's going to exist.
2: I disagree on all fronts. Number one, Christmas Story two. When I finished Christmas Story, yeah. I thought I want to see this kid turn into a candle and try to get a car and get fucked, and that's the niche that A Christmas Story Two filled was his his journey to get fucked uh, and get a car. Wait, what? Yeah, that's what that that's what A Christmas Story Two is. He's he's trying to get a car and then he gets a girlfriend. What if we took Ralphie and made him horny <laughs> and? <laughs>
4: Well, I have great he news. Has, he has
2: the hair of like a wax figure. Mm. He looks like a Christmas guy on your lawn. You know, like you can get those little drummer boys.
4: Heck yeah. Yeah, That's yeah. the
2: hair that Ralphie in a Christmas story 2 has. That's like not a what a we're Hollow talking Ken about. Doll. I have thoughts in this other movie as well. But, Shaylin, go ahead.
4: The new movie proves
2: Christmas story 2. Is,
4: there's not two Christmas story 2s.
2: No, it's two. T O O. So it's oh, actually okay. the
0: third? Yeah.
2: Part 2. Well, yeah.
4: this latest installment- A Christmas Story Christmas. Proves that- <laughs> Which he, is the actual name of the movie. He did eventually get fucked because he goes home with his kids. So good for him. How do you know that? I was reading about it a lot. That the, the, the plot is that he brings his kids back to his hometown and reminisces. I'm
2: going to paint a picture with words. Yeah. The teaser, for those who haven't seen it- It's bad. Is shots from A Christmas Story, the original movie- and oh, you the might, one you really liked. You might think, oh, they're doing like a Harry Potter-style retrospective. And then it's just a close-up of the actor Peter Billingsley's face. Old Ralphie. And his, your eyes, and then you went, oh, no. And then, like me, you might go to Wikipedia and go, I've never heard of this. And you read the Wikipedia page, and it, as Dave mentioned, it has Ralphie. It has the little brother, Randy. It has Schwartz. It has Flick. Yes, the the porn star flick. Uh, It has Scott Farkas. It doesn't have the dad who's dead. Does it have Toad? Sure. The the, the sidekick?
3: Let's go with yes. Yeah.
2: It doesn't have Melinda Dillon, the mom who has retired from acting. And you go, oh, that's weird. And then you continue to read the Wikipedia page and you see, oh, principal photography was in Hungary. Hmm. Okay. (laughs) All right. (laughs) And then you, you keep reading and you go, I don't know that these guys are really working too much. And you look, and you see that the only regular working actor of the bunch is uh, the guy who played Scott Farkas, the bully. <laughs> and boy, if that doesn't just fill you with glee and anticipation. <laughs>
3: I, just, I just can't
0: wait. I can't wait to see all these child actors who've grown up and done nothing since the first movie just to act their pants off in this this next one. It's, it's going to be good. My it's favorite character,
2: good... Randy Parker. Yeah.
0: <laughs> And you know what they're going to do? They're going to put, like, they're going to take Randy, and he's going to be an adult. He's probably going to have kids. But at some point, they're going to make, like, adult Randy somehow end up underneath the kitchen sink, like, eating his eating his dinner or something like that. It, it's going to be, like, so forced. It upsets me so much. It's like, oh, did you, did you like that meal that you had at your favorite restaurant that one time you went? Like, that really gorgeous meal? Well, regurgitate it. Rearrange that vomit and eat it again. And that's what this
2: sequel is. It's so, oh my God. You know, know there's going to be like winks. Like, oh man, Randy loves mashed potatoes.
0: Yes, exactly. (laughs) Or like, oh, oh, the neighbors got dogs and they're kind of crazy. Ralphie
2: loves eating soap.
4: Ralphie is blind because he got soap poisoning. So as an adult, he's blind. Mm -hmm.
2: (laughs) Thanks, Obama.
0: That'd be all right if they just um, like made made real one of his fantasies. Mm-hmm. It, not the one from the Daniel Stern one where he's trying to get fucked.
2: <clears throat> can I can I make a, a ill-conceived joke? Yeah, you can. You find it at the end of the movie. It's a prequel to American Sniper. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, everyone, and no good conceived night. That was well-conceived.
3: <laughs> it
2: just pulls out. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how American Sniper starts, but...
0: A Christmas Story, a Christmas Story too, a Sniper's Story.
2: Oh boy! Well, we're back. <laughs> it's, good to, <laughs> it's good to be back. Um, uh, why are we here? Yeah, you know, it's a great question, and we're here in October, which, as we all know, is the the spookiest month, full of ghoulies and goblins and other some such. And as such, we are talking about the Simpsons again for A Treehouse of Horror, and my guess is because it was easy. But Shailen, why are we talking about The Simpsons today?
4: I, you're gonna be so mad at me. All right, so obviously, Treehouse of Horrors, love it. Ben, there's calm a, down. There's a radio show that was on in the 40s <laughs> and 50s. This is the part where Ben's gonna be like, come on. Um, <laughs>
3: Damn it!
4: And it was Arch Obler Presents. And he produced a couple of records as well. And it was.
2: Oh, fuck. Really?
4: Ah, um, oh, shit. A rite of passage in my family growing up that we would turn off the lights in the cellar and put on the record <laughs> of Arch Opler Presents. I don't hear presents. about this. <laughs> and <laughs> everyone <laughs> would sit on the couch and we would just listen to it in the dark.
0: Uh, did you do that every year or was it just like we did it once for every kid?
4: um it
0: happened i'm trying to get this right of passage
2: once an hour for the months of september to november yeah (laughs) It,
4: it definitely happened at least annually but then there were other opportunities that presented themselves like one time my mom was like instead of a birthday party how about we have a halloween party and we invite like some of the neighborhood kids over and we'll do bobbing for apples and eat donuts on strings and i was like yeah okay that sounds good and it was an excuse for the adults in the neighborhood to like party, but like the kids could hang out, and it was like, Wink. whatever. No, not wink. Unless you mean pot. But my dad,
2: yeah, that, I, meant, I meant pot. Wink, wink equals pot.
0: Hey, let's let's uh, let's carve these upside down
2: pineapples.
4: So my dad was like, "Oh, there's a bunch of kids let's in the cellar." Let's carve a bunch of
2: circular holes into these pumpkins.
4: Let's go ahead and make them all listen to this scary radio show from the fifties. And terrify them so they don't sleep. And one of the kids, like my next door neighbor, actually, who was kind of a bully, got so scared listening to the record that he peed his pants in my cellar, and his Hell family yeah. had to go home. And the sit this episode of Treehouse of Horrors references that specific record. That night,
2: wow, the
4: record, the, the record, yeah, like the, the 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 fog that comes in and turns you inside out.
2: The irony is that that little boy went on to be the American sniper. <laughs> he was the enemy at the gates.
3: Oh boy. I,
2: here's why I'm mad, Jalen. You're, you're correct that I'm mad. Cause I picked it for story, a weird reason, but I'm, I'm mad that you thought that I could possibly have had any emotion attached to your insane story other than uh, utter horror.
4: You always make fun of me for these news. Oh, come on.
2: No, no, make fun no. Of you? What, he what, he what, gets what, mad <laughs> at
0: you when you bring up privilege. Uh-huh. I think he's, what's the word? I'm like, bemused, befuddled.
4: exasperated. <laughs>
0: No, no, it's not an anger. It's it's a it's a a curio a curiosity. It,
2: it's, no, an, it's an exasperation uh, when the story enters minute forty six. See, that's the thing.
4: <laughs> I knew I couldn't tell it concisely. I knew I couldn't do it, and so here we are. Anyway, it's a great episode of The Simpsons. Strong marks.
2: Five stars. High marks. Is it great though? I guess we'll talk about it. Um, yeah, it's fucking awesome. Yeah, we'll see about that five stars so we'll see we'll see about that Uh, (laughs) so we're fortunate here to be talking about the Simpsons and the Treehouse of Horror another rite of passage similar to Shailen's insane sitting in the pitch black listening to a record they're still doing Treehouse of Horrors to this day I haven't watched one in a long time but I bet they're scary in that you have to listen to Julie Kavner's like death rattle voice
4: you face your own mortality probably
2: scary (laughs) What do you guys think? Yeah. Okay.
4: Yeah. (laughs) Cool.
0: (laughs) Shaylin looked like she was going to say something, so I was like, all right, I'll let Shaylin go. I'm not going to interrupt. I'm not going to interrupt this time.
4: Saddled Marge makes me sad. The end.
2: She's not a horse. Saddled Marge. Yeah. They don't don't have a saddle on her, Shaylin.
4: They didn't say she had a saddle.
2: Saddled Marge.
4: Sad. Old. Marge. I
0: I heard saddled, too. Yeah, see? How dare you? She's no show pony.
2: She don't put that beer down.
4: I did.
3: Okay.
0: I have not seen an episode, a new episode of The Simpsons for a very long time. I think the last like Halloween special I watched was High School or College, and I think they tried to do <laughs> so like that, thirty that year. years ago.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man, I'm so <laughs> old. Oh, I wish I had an air horn on this board. Anyway, uh, it's it's big big. <laughs> But I did. I remember they did a Easter special,
0: which was yes, just, yes, they w- did. which was terrible, hmm. really, really bad. Uh, when you compare it to early seasons of The Simpsons, so yeah, it's just it's it's always fun and, and joyful going back to these old ones and
2: how good they are. That it is high marks. You know what I got into in the last six months, and then I I dropped it because that's just kind of the way uh, I I lead my life. Is it the Simpsons. Yeah. Well, yes. Over and over again. But there was a video game called The Simpsons Hit and Run, and it came out for the GameCube and the PlayStation 2 and all kinds of things many, many moons ago. But it was sort of like The Simpsons Grand Theft Auto. You're not killing anybody, but you run into the characters and you get to drive around Springfield, and it's very fun. But there is a group of very dedicated lunatics who have taken the time to sort of mod the game and add missions and like updated texture packs for the computer and stuff. So I downloaded all that shit, and I started playing Simpsons Hit and Run. Hmm. Probably the most recent Simpsons thing I enjoyed, outside of the movie, which I actually did like quite a bit.
0: I didn't. Ne- never played that, um, but uh, most Simpsons games that I played were amazing. The Simpsons Arcade game.
2: Simpsons Arcade game. Uh, it's a classic.
0: Always, Always a fun run.
2: Uh, you say most are amazing. I will heartily disagree. Games like Bart versus Space Oh no, the no, space no I, I qualified it. Most, no. most that I'm I've confident. played are I'm amazing. Confident. Yeah. So we've talked about Simpsons history before. I feel like going down that path will just be like Conan O'Brien. And that you know there are shows that do that better. Agreed. You come here to hear us talk about fucking weird, dark record parties and. Key bowls and things like that. There
4: were no key bowls. And that's
2: what we're here to provide. So the episode. Yeah, every,
0: everybody, take <laughs> off your shoes.
2: Putting on the dark record. That we're talking about here is uh, oh, did, I heard the uh, the the new House of the Dragon has a fun foot fetish scene. By the way. Oh.
0: Oh oh um oh yeah.
2: Yeah, I don't know about it. I haven't watched it, but uh, that's that's what I hear. Or it has has a dick or something. I can't remember. It's got yes. a dick or a foot fetish. Uh, uh, spoiler. I, I, Lord, think,
0: I think it's a, I think it's the, the punchline of a long joke throughout the season hits and it's just a foot
2: fetish. Okay. I think, I think okay. you're right. That, yeah. that, okay. That's the joke. Because I, I heard yeah. the season ends and then uh, it's just a prequel to American <laughs> <laughs> I'm
3: Pretty
2: sure.
0: No, that's ill-conceived, Ben.
2: Viserian uh, Targaryen is just that uh, kid that he has to shoot or something. I think he has to shoot a kid in that movie. I shot a kid. Never um, seen it. <laughs> it's a it's it's to Targaryen. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Which is itself just a prequel to Die Hard. But right. Anyway, neither here nor there. What we're here to talk about is from season six of The Simpsons, right in the high watermark point state of the series and we're talking about Treehouse of Horror 5 which is called The Simpsons Halloween Special 5. So I don't know that they um had picked up the Treehouse of Horror naming convention by that point. Sheila, sure. what do you think?
4: Doesn't seem like it, Ben.
2: Okay. No.
4: When I was trying to figure out which one we were looking for, mm-hmm. it referred to all of them as House of Horrors. And then when they did the opening sequence, I was like, something's in conflict
3: here. So
2: When your parents had these parties, you know how, like you would have parties as a kid and people would come over. You'd have to put like their winter coats on the guest bed or whatever. Where did the pants go when the guests arrived? Mm, yeah.
4: I hate you so much right now.
0: <laughs> I don't think they wore pants to that party.
4: It was a Halloween party. They wore just like their Halloween Togas. costumes. Mm. In the front closet.
2: <laughs> Do you know what? There's a Snickers commercial that talks about swinging now. What? Have you seen this one? No. <laughs> We're all over the place. It's fine. Um, yeah. Um, yeah ca- ca- Halloween candy. That's yeah, yeah. It's They're playing like Pictionary or something. And it's two couples. And one of them talks about switching it up. And like the woman and the other couple is like, oh, just for like a casual thing. And it's like feeling disoriented, and I thought, wow, that's Snickers is really going for it. Wow. But you know what? I went out and I bought a case of Snickers the next day, <laughs> because that kind of uh, creative lateral thinking should be rewarded. And you
0: know what I did? Went out and got some Scrabble. It's a dictionary.
3: <laughs> yeah. Hmm.
2: That's how it goes. Anyway, Treehouse of Horror 5. It's got three segments. We'll talk about the writers as we go through them. It's a tease. You don't want to talk about it all up front. Right. But who hasn't seen it? But it aired so close to Halloween, Shailen. How close, Ben? One day before. What? On 1994, October 30th, 1994. Probably a Sunday. Maybe a Thursday. I don't know.
4: I sure wish I knew what else was happening on that day. Uh, Spookier. What else was happening on that day?
0: Now in Boris Karloff's
2: voice. I
4: can't. I can't.
2: Can you do it in Scooby-Doo's voice? No. Uh, Shaggy's? Astro Jetson?
4: It's not happening. (laughs) Just move
3: on.
2: The American Sniper?
0: (laughs) Oh, uh, I got got The American Sniper. Okay. Uh! (laughs) Is that the the end of the movie?
2: (laughs) Ooh, what were we seeing? It's contextual feeling. Okay. Top movies. Some things never change. Number one, Stargate. Hmm.
0: I, I saw that. I saw that in the theater. Mm-hmm. Loved it, and the Super Nintendo video game is, is pretty damn good. It's okay for for a licensed game. It's 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 up it's it's up there. <laughs>
2: it's in my wheelhouse. Yeah. What about the thirty five season TV show starring Richard Dean Anderson?
0: I never, as big of a MacGyver fan as I was, I never watched that.
2: I didn't either. Yeah. Same. That's how it goes. Mm. N- number two. Pulp Fiction. I've heard of that one. Never heard of it. Number three, the rare Sylvester Stallone movie that had been erased from my memory, The Specialist. Oh. It's him and Sharon Stone. Box office mojo describes it as, a woman entices a bomb expert she's involved with into destroying the mafia that killed her family. (laughs) 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 It's so succinct. It captures the plot of the movie really well. It's a perfect description
0: i gotta go see it
2: <laughs> i kind of am interested in seeing the specialist i looked up top toys as well from around that time you know we were pre-teens as it were yeah. so power rangers this was the uh the, the big power rangers time that makes uh, sense you also had the Polly pockets for the girls and the mighty maxes for the boys now chaelin before you get up my ass about it
3: I'm not. i don't mean
2: ass. in 2022 but in 1994, these were boy toys and girl toys. I don't care which one you play with, okay?
4: Why are you yelling at me? Jalen? don't Chaelin, get up
2: my ass down. about it. Do not get up my ass about it. Anyway, I had a lot of Mighty Maxes. And I, now, looking back on it, I literally don't understand the appeal. They're, like It's a little thing that opens, and it's got little guys. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's stupid. It's like,
0: sometimes there's a little trap door or a slide. Yeah.
4: It was the same thing as Polly Pocket, right? But blue...
2: Uh, but significantly more manly.
0: Yeah, it, it, it was like super manly and like really creepy crawly. Mm-hmm. It was, it was, it was, um, like he a was Teeny like tiny, a
4: tiny doll. Worlds.
0: It was a teeny tiny doll.
4: Inside like a, a case that looked yeah. like yeah, a yeah, room. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But it, no, it looked like the case looked like a monster head. Yeah. Like or skull. And then he opened up and it was like a cavern or something.
2: I mean, dungeon. D- you could describe it as metal as fuck. I can't speak to Polly Pockets. I didn't have them because yeah. I'm 100% red blooded male.
4: I see. <laughs> noted
2: you know what I mean the other hot thing on the market you're a real,
0: you're a real American sniper <laughs>
2: yeah that's right <laughs> in a sense I don't yeah. know I'll do some sniping in Call of Duty feel good about it I'm a real Vasily. Um the other thing I noticed when I was looking up top toys around this time were Casio is getting big into like the like the kids little organizer market so do you ever see these things they had like calculator screens almost but they had like alarms in them and you could type in little appointments you had as a kid but they were built for kids
4: like a little electronic planner like a yeah 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 I think I had one of those
2: it seems like it made a big impression on you that, that I <laughs>
4: used it as a, it was a dic- it was like pocket digital dictionary but it had like an alarm and stuff
0: yeah similar idea yeah though.
2: yeah. oh
0: okay okay Uh no I did not have one of those Um my mental calendar and like concept of time mm-hmm I've had it forever. Like it's uh, that that kind of toy would not appeal to me, or that kind of that's fair piece of technology would
2: not. That a, a nice piece of technology you can point to and go something that literally would not exist today because we all walk around with these fucking shackles in our hands and I'm holding that's up my right. I'm holding up my iPhone. Yeah, it does it all, it, but you know what? At what cost?
0: Waving it around angrily, folks.
2: Meanwhile, Shiloh's over there fuming that I said Mighty Maxes were boys' toys. That's not true. Ridiculous. So. Let's get into this fucking show. Sure. Um, We get a cold open, which is, you know, you see that on these Treehouse of Horrors, but you don't see it on The Simpsons proper. And we get Marge coming out to give a little warning to parents.
3: Oh, my. It seems the show is so scary that Congress won't even let us show it.
2: It feels oddly prescient in our our current times. Mm -hmm. Just point that out. Um, I'm not a big, like, Simpsons predicting the future guy, but I sat back in my chair and stroked my whiskers when that came on and thought, hmm, wait till November, you know?
0: (laughs) Is it Simpsons predicting the future or the Simpsons just highlighting something that's still happening, maybe more exaggerated or (laughs) exacerbated? Yeah, I think... Cartoonish, if you will. It's (laughs) the
4: the Simpsons pointing things out that are wrong with society and society on the whole refusing to grow or improve Mm -hmm. for decades and decades.
3: Yeah.
2: So this line... I, I was looking up kind of some of the references because they, some of these were lost on me. One in particular, which we'll get to. Um, was it
0: about a record from the 50s?
2: <laughs> and that one I, I got, side on scene. But I guess that there had been like uh, parent group complaints and things like that about The Simpsons being excessively violent. And so their <laughs> showrunner at the time decided, do you give the mandate to make this one as gory? as possible (laughs) and uncomfortable. And I'll just say, uh, mission accomplished. There's some real nasty shit in this. Oh, yeah. But then we cut to, like, an old-timey TV screen, and it's Bart, and he's referencing the Outer Limits, and...
1: We are controlling the transmission. What's that, boy? We're in control?
2: (laughs) And Homer is delighted at seeing his voice in, like, waveforms. I Uh, can see my voice. (laughs) On TV. It's good. It's it's a long opening. Yeah, but it's, it's fun. It feels almost like they ran a few minutes short when they scripted and they said, I don't like, we got to come up with stuff. We just need Whoa, stuff. If, well, on we the, end the too. Outer Limits?
4: <laughs> I feel like it's the front and the end because there's like a weird song and dance at the end too, which we'll get to. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I think that they, I think they picked three segments and it probably should have been four to make a full episode. They
2: don't do four segments on these show only they do three.
4: I understand that.
2: What do you want to make a little exception?
4: I'm just saying it feels like that's the length of time that
2: they used their fourth segment could have been about three minutes mm-hmm. and it was what we just talked about mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: makes you think so then they go through the credits and this was the year where they got rid of like the uh, the tombstone thing so there were no like funny name tombstones they had sort of run that gag dry but well, I He's
1: think
0: there was one tombstone and it said R.I.P. tombstone gags. Or, yes, yeah. or something, something like that. Like that. It's
2: so self-referential. Yeah. I love it. Uh, so Moe's hanging from a tree, Bart's beheading authority figures. It's, it's a delight. It's wonderful. So we come to our first segment here, which is called The Shinning, which is a, a classic Mad Magazine-style parody of The Shining. I don't know. I, th- I was trying to look this up. I don't know if stephen king is litigious or if the movie studio that made the shining is litigious or they were just like i don't know like well we have to call it something like the mexican non-union equivalent now shalen that's a simpsons joke that's not me being that's not me being a weirdo okay
4: it's a joke that's come from the show we're watching it's very
2: true it's very true
0: it's like the mexican girl toy (laughs) yeah exactly hmm
4: that made me uncomfortable that sounded weird Anyway, it was written
0: by because, because it was because it was um, uh, politically incorrect because it
2: was that good. You like Bill Maher over there? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> real Bill Maher. That's me. That's the nicest compliment I think I've ever given to anybody. <laughs> 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 I feel smarmier. Bill Maher still on uh, still on TV doesn't make a lot of sense. It is what it is, but um, this particular segment was written by Bob Kushel, which is <laughs> a funny name to me. Uh, he wrote on this. He wrote for Third Rock from The Sun. He wrote for Malcolm in the Middle. He also co-created that weird version of The Muppets that was on ABC 10 or so years. Like the one that was based on The Office where like Kermit and Miss Piggy broke up and Kermit was dating another pig.
4: And it was really unsettling and I didn't care for him dating another pig. And I... When I try to examine why I can't really I think, give you an answer, I think
2: Miss Piggy had the hots for like Josh Groban or something.
4: Yeah, that that feels right. Was that
2: show good? Now that I'm, like I started watching that show and <laughs> I don't think I liked it, but now that I'm talking about it, it sounds batshit insane.
4: It was batshit
2: insane, yeah.
0: It's like the summary to the specialist. Yes, you, you just want to revisit it now. It's yeah. so tight. So you, you described it so tightly.
2: I wonder if it's on Disney Plus. Anyway, that's I that's it is. that's for another day. So. We start, and this is, uh, of course, the send-up of the Kubrick movie, which, is, as we all know, is very different from the Stephen King novel, but mm-hmm. it, it follows that same kind of structure. The Simpsons are driving up a mountain to be caretakers for a hotel. In the uh, the movie, it's The Overlook. We never hear what it is here. I guess they couldn't come up with a funny gag around it.
4: Eh, it's unimportant.
2: Doesn't matter. So the first day up is Tuesday. They're on the drive. Homer forgets to lock the door. They go back. Now we're to Wednesday. He forgot to lock the back door. You get a few does in there. And then we come to Thursday.
3: <gasps>
1: oh no! We left grandpa back at the gas station. What about grandpa?
3: <laughs>
2: what indeed, Lisa? What indeed? So they get to the hotel and Mr. Burns is showing them around and one of the famous shots in the Shining movie, of course, is the the blood rushing out of the elevator. And we get that here, and it's up to like shin height on all of them. And Mr. Burns just says, Oh, usually it gets off on the second floor. And I I laughed and I laughed. The same. Is me talking about what these gags is? Is this working? I think so. This is good. Yeah. I mean, I I could
0: just listen to people talk about Simpsons references all day long. Okay.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. I married a woman who didn't watch The Simpsons growing up, and it, it, it—I think it helps our marriage because she doesn't know that I'm referencing <laughs> The Simpsons. Sure, like ninety percent of the time I t- I talk, so it works. She thinks I'm a very original person, and uh, she's none the wiser for just me copying the great works of Bob Odenkirk and Conan O'Brien and
2: Bob Kushel. Bob Kushel. Bob, Cushel. Cushel. Bob, Cushel. <laughs> Bob Cushel.
4: Um I quit a job about three weeks after. I called something perfectly cromulent answer in a conference room and no one in the room laughed or acknowledged in any way. And they all looked at me and one of them was like, I don't know that word. And I was like,
2: it's a real word." as put a pin pin in cromulent. I got a cromulent thing later. The pins in it down. It's down the list. It's in my notes. All right. I don't want to spoil it. Okay. Big League teases back.
0: My vocabulary feels (laughs) embiggened.
2: Not a real word. So, uh, so Mr. Burns gives some of the, the house history here, the hotel. This house has quite a
1: long and colorful history. It was built on an ancient Indian burial ground and was the setting of satanic rituals, witch burnings, and five John Denver Christmas specials. Oh.
2: <laughs> I don't know if this was pre or, pre- or post uh, the man <laughs> losing his head, but it's all good.
4: I think it was pre, but I would need to do some on-the-spot research to mm-hmm. know for sure. Mm-hmm.
0: It was pre, and then he saw this cartoon and got in his plane. <laughs>
2: he was so upset, or he was excited.
0: And, and piloted it into a rock face in mm-hmm. the Rocky Mountains.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you should, do, do people know the plot of the shiny movie? Do I, do I need to establish that here?
0: I I think it's pretty that, that's a pretty ubiquitous movie yeah.
2: plot. It, I mean, it's no it's American Sniper.
0: It, that's that's true that's true like yeah jack okay. nicholson's character his the dad he brings his yeah family up to a hotel they get stuck in a hotel over the winter um He's he goes crazy to be writing a book. He tries to kill his tries to kill his family because the how the the hotel is is haunting him and
2: you know telling him to do these things and the, the kid has a magic power that's about it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Scatman yeah. Crothers is a caretaker of some sort. He's like a he, secondary caretaker. He's, he's got great, great pictures over his bed. It's good. <laughs> yeah. It's all good. It's magic. All right. Now we've established the movie. So one of the big things in The Shining movie is the hedge mage. Hedge maze? Hedge maze. Hedge maze. Hedge
0: maze is, is the, the level I'm trying to achieve in my LARP?
2: That's a Dumbledore. Uh, so <laughs> Bart <laughs> cuts through the hedge maze with a chainsaw. And I thought, as a ten-year-old, would I ever in have touched a chainsaw? And I thought, no, <laughs> no, I would not have. Was it what a about chainsaw?
3: Thirty-eight-year-old.
2: <laughs> I mean, it's not my preference.
4: <laughs> I thought it was a hedge trimmer, which seems slightly less terrifying.
2: That's manscaped.com slash watchbots <laughs> <laughs> Why would a hedge trimmer be less terrifying? It's a blade on a. On a like a spinning thingy
4: because it's just like which it, and it's not like Hold spinning, on. it's Whoa, not a spinning um, folks, blade. Wait,
0: folks, it, folks, uh, Shalyn, could you do that
3: noise
0: again? So Shalyn's doing that noise. Her hands are kind of like a DJ shifting, motion, shifting left and right.
3: No, across, they're front and back
0: across it, her
2: chest. It's yeah. like it's back. like she's oh, back. Okay. spinning a record, spinning records. She was DJ Jazzy Jeff or whichever one of Eric B. and Rakim was the, the DJ and not the MC. Hey,
0: Ben, is it? That- <laughs> Is that Diplos sitting next to you? <laughs> holy, holy shit.
2: Uh, marshmallow?
0: Anyway, I think...
2: Avicii? <laughs> is that dead mouse?
4: I think that chainsaws are scarier than hedge trimmers. That's all.
0: I wholeheartedly agree with Shailen. Um Both but, sharp blades, but the chainsaw just... Maybe because of the leather face stuff? I don't could
3: know. Be, could hey,
0: be. I have a question
2: for you guys. Yeah. If you took a bear and put a chainsaw on its head mm-hmm. and then a shark with a hedge trimmer on its head... Mm-hmm. Who would win?
4: The bear. Does, in, I mean, are they in water or are they out of water? Yeah.
2: You, b- yeah. Believe me, I wish I knew. Bear. Okay.
4: Bears eat fish, Ben.
2: Okay. Fish don't bear.
4: eat
2: bears. B- bears <laughs> <laughs> um, beats. Bears eat fish.
0: Bears Bears eat fish. Sharks eat fish, too.
4: That's true. Mm. So that means the shark is in double danger, both from himself and the bear. That's right. Depending on how hungry he is. Okay. The
0: shark is getting into the fight because it doesn't like itself.
2: Okay. Okay.
0: It's searching to destroy itself either by its own hand or the bear's. Um, so I'm going to go with the bear. He seems uh, of stronger spirit.
4: Okay. Confident.
0: Yeah.
2: Listeners, we want to hear from you at Watchbots Pot. If you think the bear with the chainsaw would win, hashtag bears eat fish. And if you think that the shark with the head trimmer attached would win, hashtag double jeopardy. So how it goes. Uh, so it's, here we establish we have Groundskeeper Willie, everybody's favorite Scotsman, uh, is the Scatman Crothers here. And he and Bart have the shinning, which is like a, a mental connection. So there you go. It's pretty good.
0: Scotsman Crothers.
2: <laughs> yes, yes, that's right. I wonder if they, they thought about that. Anyway. They must have. Mr. Burns and Smithers are getting ready to leave for the winter now, and they pack away all the beer and the mr burns cuts the cable actually no smithers cuts the cable and smithers sort of posits do you think this is why the other caretakers went crazy and we get a nice mr burns line here tell you what we come back and everyone's slaughtered i owe you a coke (laughs) i like it i'm a fan which is
0: that's a nice callback because i think it's the treehouse of horror episode where um they take Homer's brain and make him sort of a Frankenstein robot kind mm-hmm. of thing. Mister Burns says says the same thing in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I just I, I enjoy those little those little those little nuggets those those little Easter eggs
2: little you layers you know the little striations in the muscle. I too enjoy nuggets. Absolutely. So um, I'm H- uncomfortable. Homer notices pretty quickly that the beer and TV situation is bad, and. Uh, <laughs> Within seconds, he immediately threatens to kill the family. And he storms out to go look at the axe collection. And Lisa asks Marja an interesting question.
3: Mom, is dad going to kill us? We're just going to have to wait and see. (laughs)
2: Uh, So now we're back with Homer. And the the Jack Nicholson character in the movie is a recovering alcoholic. And he runs into a ghost bartender. And wouldn't you know it, the Simpsons have a bartender named Moe. And Mo convinces Homer, without a lot of effort, to, uh, to kill his family to get a beer. And so things start to kind of continue to roll along here. We're back to Marge. And again, in The Shining, there's a really iconic scene where, um, why can I not remember the actress's Shelley name? Shelley Duvall. Shelley Duvall, thank you. Olive Oil, Olive Oil herself. She plays Wendy. <laughs> right. Goes to check on her husband's writing, because he was supposed to be writing a novel while they were taking care of the hotel. And she just finds, like, pages and pages and pages and pages of, like, all work and no play make Jack go crazy. And Marge posits, okay, like, why am I saying posits so much? Marge thinks, oh, his writing will be the window into his soul. And it's one of my favorite Simpsons moments ever because it just says, feeling fine. Feeling fine. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but then there's a lightning flash and written all over the, the walls and the ceiling. Just everywhere with paint is, like, uh, no beer and no TV makes Homer go crazy. And then all of a sudden Homer shows up and he, he asks March how she likes the book.
1: Nope. Title. I was thinking along the lines of no TV and no beer, make Homer something, something. Go crazy. Don't mind if I do. And
2: so he does. It's delightful. He goes crazy. And then Marge tries to kill him with a bat.
4: <laughs> She's not trying to kill him; she just smacks him in the back of the head.
2: You
0: hate this scene because of domestic violence.
2: To be fair, she never actually hits him. He knocks himself down the stairs and falls unconscious. It's true.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: In in the movie, he gets a he
2: gets a crack on the head. Oh yeah, he gets he gets yeah. a whack.
4: There's layers between domestic violence and self defense. Just saying.
0: I don't think so. I think it's pretty black and white. And this show is now canceled.
2: Can I um, can I tell a story about sexual awakening? This just occurred to me. <laughs> what? <laughs> this literally didn't occur to me until just now. Yeah, um, yeah, you can. <laughs> one of the <laughs> one of the first times uh, I became aware of like sexuality was when I was a youth, and my elementary school library had copies of The Shining, the book. Yes. And there's a line in there about Jack and Wendy. Uh, hitting the bone zone and it talks about Jack's seed trickling down her thigh and I thought, oh, what is that? I remember this. Yeah.
0: I remember this line. Yeah. There's also a line. um, (laughs) There's also a line in that book because I read it as a a young blossoming man as well and uh, there's a line about they're driving to the hotel and he keeps putting his hand on her thigh like trying to go up her skirt. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. And they're like kids in the back. It's kind of weird. But uh, yeah, I was like,
2: why would he be trying to do that? Oh. Some people, you know, some young young men, and I can only speak for young men here. You know, it might be Farrah Fawcett. It might have been a, a Britney Spears or a... Polly Pocket. Or a Joe Ew, from the, the Facts of Life. For me, what made me a man was Stephen King and Michael Crichton's dis- disclosure. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Some weird sex
0: scenes from It in the Cheyenne.
2: <laughs> boy, oh, boy. It, uh, yeah. it mm-hmm. is maybe a step too far.
4: Not maybe. It is.
2: Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, who's a better judge than you, fucking weird dark record party?
0: Why would you bring that up?
2: Oh, was your own record party called The Ritual of Chud?
4: No. <laughs>
2: was it called Seven Minutes in Heaven?
4: It, there was no name for it.
2: Oh, oh didn't your dad call it The Ritual of Pud? Oh No. <laughs> I wish he had, though. You're
4: broken people. No, stop it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so what? so uh, anyway, so Homer is in the lock-in freezer. He's eating. He's happy. But Mo drags him out with the help of a mummy and Freddy Krueger, among other uh, monsters. And so again, another one of the the shining iconic shots is Jack Nicholson uh, using an axe to bust through the door and going, here's Johnny. And Homer does the same thing. He does, here's Johnny. He does it to an empty room. He does 60 minutes, which is pretty good. This one was my favorite.
1: David Letterman! Hi, David. I'm Grandpa. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, paying off the Grandpa joke, um, it's good stuff. I will say, you know, Simpsons animation goes up and down. Uh, these days, it's like weirdly artificial. But uh, here, I think they did a pretty good job of like plastering Homer's hair. His Mm -hmm. two hairs across his face and kind of making him look like the Jack Nicholson character.
0: They like furrow a brow that he doesn't have. Right. Yeah. It's cool.
1: Yeah.
2: It's good stuff. So now Homer's chasing the family. Bart uses his shin to call Willie. Uh, Willie has a portable TV, which he throws in the snow. Keep that in mind. Willie, similar to Scatman Crothers' character, uh, (laughs) dies immediately with an axe to the back. Uh, Does nothing to help. Just gets killed (laughs) within seconds. It's really good. In the book, he survives that character. He does, survives. yeah.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Wow, spoiler alert.
2: Of the fucking book written.
4: I'm joking. Come on. 40 years
0: ago. <laughs>
2: you and your privilege. They made a TV movie <laughs> of The Shining, and it was one of those two part ABC ones, and it starred the shitty younger brother from Wings.
0: Stephen Weber. Thank you. <laughs> Stephen Weber. That
2: was much more faithful to the book and much worse as a movie. Yeah. So.
0: Stephen King prefers that. Version over kubrick's
2: of course he does because it's more uh, reflective of the book that he wrote but right
0: right but like if so if i wrote a book and um i don't know a kubrickian di- like director for, for right now like was like i'm gonna make your movie i'm gonna change it a little bit mm. it's gonna be like an insanely famous movie you know 10 years down down the road i wouldn't be so mad i i, I don't i think i would just be like yes please Make it a famous movie. Go for it, Kubrick.
2: Yeah. I mean, Stephen King, this guy can't even not get run over by cars. You know?
4: (laughs) It was a van.
0: (laughs) Well, now he's never coming on the show. Thanks.
2: It's ironic that he wrote Christine and then he himself was run over by a demon car driven by a woman of the night who put a curse on him. Made him thinner. That's right. That's what I was getting at.
0: Well, the, I think the surgery and bed rest made him thinner, but mm-hmm. the curse may have may have contributed.
4: Do you think that when he was bedridden from the surgery and the rest, there was someone not letting him leave? And they uh, made him miserable?
0: <laughs> oh, <for> Jesus. <laughs> Do you think when he was uh, on bed rest and just like, you know, just regulated to his bed the whole time... The only thing he could think of was Gerald's game.
2: <laughs> then there was a, a dog that showed up, and it was real mad. <laughs>
0: so yeah, and there was a, a weird like little person in the corner mm-hmm. that was re- it was very scary.
3: Yeah,
2: and then the Cenobites showed up. <laughs> Shilin, yeah.
0: you watch uh, you watch uh, you read uh, Gerald's game?
1: No. You you'd
0: like it? Okay. Yeah, it's really good.
2: It's like Ender's Game, but spooky
0: yeah yeah
2: instead of fighting aliens he's fighting <laughs> ghosts what <laughs>
0: <laughs> ghosts ghosts of the past
2: yeah I'll tell yeah. you what I'll take Stephen King over Orson Scott card any day of the week and you take that to the fucking bank anyway uh, what were we talking about the shitting? Uh Homer's chasing the family with an axe he's gonna kill them and he sees the affordable TV
1: teacher mother secret lover urge to kill fading Fading, fading, rising, fading, fading. Fading. God.
2: There's this really nice thing, too, where Homer, as they sit in the snow, says, you know, come around the the warming, basking glow of the television. And and it's like it's a great line. But I think about it now and it's like, but they don't make TVs like that now. Like if I went up to my TV and it was on. There might be a little heat coming off of it, but it's not like, you know, like those tube TVs with the big ass like glass oh, yeah. screens that just yeah. like radiated heat and make you sad. A little bit. Uh yeah, kids today will never know the joy of uh, being warmed by the television. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> Getting a sunburn
2: from watching a movie. They're just not going to get that yeah. reference. It's not going to mean anything, you know. You could be like, "Oh, my held my iPhone too much in the car and now it's hot." But that's that's it. It's not the same. It's not the As same. Someone who
0: doesn't think, you know, one minute uh before or after me. Uh I think I think it's I think it's still I think it still sits like uh, kind of plays. Like it's it's um you know just you're just sitting in a warm glow. Like the glow doesn't have to necessarily warm you up. I think I think you might be overthinking this, Ben.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Or are you underthinking it, Dave?
0: I'm oh! I'm, I'm underthinking it. I am oh! underthinking
3: <laughs> it. Yeah.
2: Oh. Anyway, uh Homer the Tony Awards come on and Homer wants to kill them again, but that that's how it ends a good segment i actually no i take it back it's a great segment it is a landmark treehouse of horrors segment it does a really good job of like walking that line of like parody and well i don't know what the line is but they walk it <laughs>
0: <laughs> so like if you watch the simpsons now like but when i started to drop off the simpsons mm-hmm. their treehouse of horrors were always like like, oh, we're, we're going to spoof Friday the 13th now and uh, – or, or something. And it's just going to be references on the movie. Yeah. And mm-hmm. just gags making fun of the movie where this, like, is really it, – it, it spoofs the movie a little bit, but it, like, makes it about the characters that they've already established. Right. Right. It's really good. Like, they're just like, all right, well, Mr. Burns is clearly going to be the, the owner of the hotel and the Smithers and, like, it fits their characters mm-hmm. nicely. They write for the characters and not the The content. The the movie that they're spoofing, referencing. Yeah,
2: yeah. All right, Uh, (laughs) let's get back to it here. So, from a a really good segment, we go to one. I don't know. uh, Maybe maybe not as good. Uh, This one's called "Time and Punishment," and it's a time travel story. Uh, This sort of motif has since been perfected in the Ashton Kutcher film, "The Butterfly Effect."
0: dude where's my butterfly effect
2: yeah yeah yeah
4: Yeah. (laughs) dude where's my car is criminally underrated that is a much better movie than you would be led to believe i'm just saying
2: shalen on the scale of uh, dude where's my car to american sniper (laughs) how how would you rate the economy
4: It's biased against the working class. Let's mm-hmm. move on,
3: mm-hmm.
2: Dave. I've heard that you yeah. think that Dolly Parton is mm-hmm. a grade B ludicrous. Could you do care yeah, to defend I, that statement?
3: I mean,
0: it, what? Uh, sorry, Shailen, you were you were away when Ben and mm-hmm. I were talking about this. Um, yeah, I, I I just think ludicrous. Uh, his solo stuff, his compilations with, uh, uh, collaborations with like Bieber and Fifty Cent, like though, like put those up against any Dolly Parton song, fucking like Jolene or even the Kenny Rogers duet. It's my like, gateway. Uh, yeah, it, oh for sure. Um, like in in L- Luda is is crushing Dolly Luda every time.
4: You need to leave, Dave.
0: Every time you're objectively
4: mm-hmm. wrong.
2: There should be a Luda Wood.
0: I don't know, Shailen. I've got a got
4: terrible taste music. in music.
0: Mm-hmm. Got an ear for music. Ludacris was my gateway drug to um, Ludicrous.
3: Mm-hmm. I
4: yeah. mean, fair. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with Ludacris, but if you stack him up next to Dolly Parton, he's just never gonna be that
2: tall. Do you think Ludacris played with with Mighty Maxes or Polly Pockets?
4: I don't think he played with either, Ben.
2: That's right. He played with, played with a play with with a beat box. Yeah,
0: I um uh, do you guys prefer Ludacris the rapper, music artist, or Ludacris the Fast and Furious?
2: actor? I mean, come on, you know, you know the qu- answer to that question. <laughs> I know, but I got to run it by Shalen too.
4: Obviously, Fast and the Furious.
2: Uh, speaking of Fast and the Furious, of a Fast and the Furious story, uh, <laughs> Lego has put out little kits, and they have like this. They're like I don't remember the. It's called Speed Champions or something. So they're like real cars, but they've started branching out into movie cars. So they put out little sets for Dom, Toretto, and his Dodge Charger, and James Bond, and and an Aston Martin. And of course, I bought it, because it's like, yeah, a stupid Vin Diesel minifig. That's incredible. That's the best thing I've ever heard. But imagine my shock when I opened it up, and I started to build it, and they give Vin Diesel only one of his famous wrenches that he used to kill a guy. They only gave him one wrench, not two. How hard is it to put a second wrench in? But... Fear not, because for some reason they also gave James Bond a wrench. So I took James Bond's wrench and I gave it to Don. So now don has got two wrenches, and James Bond has his like famous, a fake uh, pistol.
0: The, the the famous Walther PP
2: wrench yeah. that he uses. <laughs> the 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 wrench wrench Thor. Yeah, it's a real mouthful.
0: I thought you were going to say that you opened up, started building the car, and then the you turned the page on the Lego manual, and it said that per his contract you cannot. You cannot finish this set. Vin Diesel has to come to your home and and finish the set. He will not allow anybody.
2: That would be awesome. Yeah. And he would, because as he knows, I'm in the top 1% of Vin Diesel listeners on Spotify.
3: (laughs) It's been documented and proven that that is is
2: very true. I'm only in the top 10. No, not good enough. Uh, Vin Diesel only puts out bops. Anyway, so Time and Punishment here. Time travel story written by Greg Daniels, who obviously known well for... uh, Starting King of the Hill and The Office, Parks and Rec, like a, a bajillion things, and a guy named Dan McGrath, who appears to do lots of stuff with Greg Daniels. So you would think with those kind of comedic chops, you'd have another instant classic here. Do sure. you? No. No. So <laughs> we start here with a fun situation, at least, and it's the family, they're all around the, the table, and Homer's just laying out life.
1: You know, Marge, I'm had my share of troubles. But sitting here now with you and the kids in our cozy home in this beautiful free country, it just makes me feel that I'm really a lucky guy. Dad,
3: your hand is jammed in the toaster! Dad!
2: <laughs> so it's it's a delight. It is. He runs around with his hand in the toaster. Fucking great.
0: It starts off really, really strong. Yeah. They had that one joke, and they were like, let's coast.
2: We love it. Like We love it. And so he gets the toaster off. And then he sits on the floor, and Bart says, "Your hands back in the toaster." They do. They do the same thing. So it's like the Family Guy bit, but actually done correctly.
0: The the pacing of it, the timing of it all, it, it's done really well. And they do. They don't. They don't go to it again. They just stop.
4: They do. i mean, a, here's <laughs> yes, the they thing do. You're right. I've still. I've been so hung up Thank all you. day on. He puts his hand. It's in the toaster. Right. Lisa tells him, and it's plugged in. Right. right? And you yeah. hear the electricity. Then he pulls his hand or he pulls his hand back and it pulls the plug out of the wall and it continues to spark. Correct. For the entirety of this. That's and right. That was the yeah. part. Like I was so fixated on what was in the toaster that was causing it to continue. I was like, is well, there a battery backup on this toaster?
0: I like how you were uh, questioning the science of that and not the science of the time machine.
2: part. But
4: That's that's, that's okay. correct.
2: That's okay. Yeah. Let's, let me refer you back to one uh, Benjamin Franklin.
4: Mm-hmm. So, is there a key attached to the toaster that's flying in a lightning storm? Is that what's happening? No, no,
2: no. hundred percent.
0: The, the toaster is just attached to a kite that's flying in the thunderstorm. Hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a, it, that's a conductor within itself. The toaster it doesn't need the key.
4: But you don't see the lightning storm. It's on Homer's hand the whole time.
2: What are you? What, I thought you were a person of faith. The what physics? do you need to see the lightning storm? It's implied. The, Doubting Thomas. The
4: physics really bothered me here. I'm sorry.
0: Like your person of faith, so you could, you just shut off all the lights in your basement and listen to that weird record <laughs> while your parents got around with their neighbors.
4: No, stuff. that didn't happen. That second part didn't happen. Stop saying that it's weird and creepy and making me really you're un- a person uncomfortable. of faith. Keep saying that. Like this <laughs> doesn't <laughs> change my ability to watch The Simpsons. It's
0: the ritual of pud.
2: That was what uh, Halloween Six, The Curse of Michael Myers, was about as well, I believe. The, oh, yeah. The, the yeah, Curse yeah, of Pud. Right. Yes, that's right. We're starring Paul Pud. Paul Pud's <laughs> right. So, uh, so Homer fixes the toaster here, and he he bashes it open with a rock, and then we he works through the night, and we cut back the next day, and it's full of like old timey light bulbs and transistors and like stuff out of the fifties, which is a, a fun touch. Yeah. So he decides to take it for a test toast, and he pushes the the plunger down. The bread goes down. And he's zapped through the portals of time. Now, if you've seen Bill and Ted or any time travel movie, really, well, I guess, except for Back to the Future, uh, you know, there's like whirly things and um, Homer's just he's in the shit. He's lost in the sauce. And he says something here that is truly odd.
1: Look at that. I'm the first non-Brazilian person to travel backwards through time. Correction, Homer. You're the second. That's right, Mr. Peabody. Quiet, you. Okay, so he runs into a Peabody
2: <laughs> and Sherman, of course, which is, is is great, and we should talk about Rocky and Volwinkle. But that non-Brazilian line yeah, what that sounded mean? really weird to me. And I, I, I thought about it, and I thought, and I thought, and I didn't cheat. I didn't cheat at first. And I couldn't come up with an answer. And then I led to the internet. This is from, crediting this to the internet, because uh, I don't remember where it came from. The first time Homer travels back in time, he was originally supposed to state... I'm the first non-fictional character to travel backwards through time. The line was later changed from non-fictional to non-Brazilian. Matt Granning was confused as to the reason for the change since he liked the original so much. In fact, he did not even understand what the new line meant. So I couldn't find out what it meant. Just what it was supposed to be. I don't know what... <laughs> but, <laughs> the original line is so great.
0: It's that the show's creator and, and showrunner... Didn't, didn't understand. Yeah. yeah.
2: Like, the original line is like, it's wonderful, and then he runs immediately into Peabody and Sherman. Like, that's really, that's funny. Like, you guys, I'm a big comedy expert. Let me tell you. <laughs> that line is funny. The Brazilian hey, can you line. Can you explain the joke to
0: me? I love. That's Challenge so job on the show. That. That's not my oh, job. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's why you're so
1: angry.
2: I'm like the Smothers brothers out here, and Challenge like the person who explains the Smothers Brothers. To be fair. It's, sure, it's weird.
4: I feel like a lot of the Smothers Brothers material does require explanation, so oh, that absolutely. might not have been the best example. They're, they're, or, they're, you know, they're,
2: they're like the far side.
0: Totally. The, the first non-Brazilian seems like a weird like non-sequitur. Like Usually they work, but like this one just doesn't land.
2: And it lands, it, like it's so out of place that when I went back, it, like I said, when I re- researched it, I went, oh, yeah. the original line makes sense. I St- I could never find out what it, would, what it was meant to be. So. I think it's like
0: I think it doesn't work because I'm gonna I'm gonna send uh, Greg Daniels some notes. Um, like it doesn't work because like like if it was just a non sequitur, be like, oh okay. But it, I think it's just like so specific it makes you think like what am I missing? And then it's butted up against Peabody and Sherman, so you're like, oh, is Professor Peabody Brazilian? yes yeah, 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 It just makes you think too much, and it's like it doesn't mean anything. So the non sequitur doesn't mm. doesn't work.
2: You're gonna send him some notes. What are you, Robert Evans?
0: Yeah, uh, the Dave stays in the picture.
2: It's the second best compliment I've ever given. chill <laughs> don't let us bother you.
4: I was trying to figure out the answer to the the
0: numbers. Well, you keep looking she, it up. She, I'm gonna push she, ahead. Are you are you looking at Bill Marner nudes? Come on.
2: Come on! This show is moving with the the momentum of a stalled train. So I'm going to push this ahead here. So Homer's back in dinosaur time, and he <laughs> another funny non sequitur. He uh, he says to himself, "Think about the advice your father gave you on your wedding day.
1: Don't panic. Remember the advice your father gave you on your wedding day." If you ever travel back in time, don't step on anything, because even the tiniest change can alter the future in ways you can't imagine.
2: This is my uh, my comic book guy moment for the show. Shaylin went on a confounding rant about physics on The Simpsons for some reason. I did. But in this case, we know, as Simpsons fans, that Marge and Homer ran off and got eloped on their own. Mm. So... Unless the Treehouse of Horror is non-canon, which is very viable, we know Grandpa couldn't have given them that advice.
0: See, I don't, we know yeah, you're I, correct. I think, one, I think it's I think it is non-canonical, so I think like all right, we can excuse that. However, they in just the previous segment, they wrote the characters so well mm-hmm. for yeah. for the jokes. Clearly, Mister Burns. Isn't a hotel owner in the real Simpsons world, but he is in this one. Um and it just works. And this but like this one, they just sort of miss the mark. There's a lot of history behind Grandpa Simpson. Um so much history. Yeah. Like you can't it, it, it's it's sloppy, Greg. It's sloppy. You yeah, know, tighten it up.
2: Given Greg Daniels' notes, who are you? Steve Carell? Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha who are you, the guy from Seinfeld that was the head of NBC?
3: What?
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's right, Shalen. So Homer uh, squishes a mosquito, and then he the toaster pops, and he's back. And so it, it looks like his house, feels like his house, but is it his house? Yes, but it's different. <laughs> <laughs> the Simpsons are acting a little weird. something seems off, and then a TV pops out of the ground in like a Terminator 2 liquid metal style. Liquid metal style, I choked on my margarita.
1: Bobcat Goldthwait? Yep. Oh, I see by the big board, we got a negative Nelly in sector two. I'm afraid I'm going to have to ask the whole family to kind of freeze and prepare for re-education.
2: Do you see, because Homer squishing that mosquito set the world to be very much the same, except Flanders is some sort of Donald Overboard. Trump character who is ruling everything.
0: Mm, it's more like a <laughs> Bobcat Goldthwait. Mm.
2: I don't know the Bobcat Goldthwait made those noises, but no, he does. Okay, uh, yeah, you got to see a police academy. That's when he got Tourette's. Um, so they go to the re-education center where the slogan is "Where the elite meet to have their spirits broken," uh, <laughs> which still which might which is be a good line. It's a, it's a it's a good little little visual gag there. They do a clockwork orange bit. Where they're pulling everybody's face into smiles. Everybody's wearing clothes like Ned and Maud. They do lobotomies. Homer eats some hot dogs. What a hoot! What it's a great hoot. time. So Homer's unwilling to accept this world, so he decides to fix it by going back in time again. So he presses down on the toaster. He's back in dinosaur time. He's wandering around. He sees a T Rex. He's trying to be very, very careful until.
1: Oh, I wish, I wish I hadn't killed that fish.
2: <laughs> you know, I know, I uh, listeners, you might have guessed I didn't care for this segment. There's there's some good stuff in here still.
0: <laughs> Most Halloween episodes had like a clunker. But like if this is this season's clunker, like it's still pretty good.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Clunker. Hashtag clunker. Uh, listeners, we want to hear from you. What's your favorite clunker? Hashtag clunker. Hashtag my favorite clunker.
0: Clunker sounds like like the alternate title to
2: Iron Giant. How many times in a row can you say clunker before you fumble? Shailen, go clunker, 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 clunker. She's fumbled. Dave, how many times? Really good.
0: Clunker, 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 faster. Clunker, 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 clunker,
2: clunker, clunker. Okay, I got it.
4: You lost half the word though.
0: I know.
2: I nailed it. I it. Clunker, nope. Two, two is the answer. It's the 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 median. I do statistics, I know. So, uh, so Homer's back <laughs> in modern times and the house looks normal, but everybody's big. So he goes back and then he sneezes on the T-Rex and all the di- dinosaurs die. <laughs> and I didn't grab it, but Homer uh, correctly diagnoses that this is going to cost him. And here, <laughs> he comes back, he goes upstairs from the basement. The house is really nice. Everybody's in there, like there's Simpsons formal wear. And I always appreciate the Simpsons formal wear because it's it's just so odd. Like, yeah, what Bart, do you mean Bart's wearing a suit jacket and a shirt with shorts, and Marge is always in like a dress with like poofy shoulders, and she has like these insane earrings. Lisa's in a very poofy dress. I always enjoy the formal wear. It's a nice house. They talk about the Lexus. Marge's sisters are dead. Um, <laughs> it seems like Homer's ideal world. He seems very happy and pleased with what he's done. But one thing is off.
1: Marge dear, would you kindly pass me a donut? A donut? What's a donut?
3: Ah!
2: Ah! 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 I think I like this segment. <laughs> <laughs> I don't
0: know why you guys were hating on this one. I like this one a lot. Uh, well, we'll get there. Um, but it, it is the it is the the lowest. It's one. the
2: nadir. It's the clunker, if you will. The hashtag clunker. They
4: buried it in the middle for a reason.
2: Mm-hmm. So uh, as Homer like warps away through time travel, it starts to rain. It's raining donuts. So as it turns out, he has made a fatal flaw, potentially fatal. Or was it great? But then something, it gets a little weird here. For the past few times when he's gone out of the Simpsons house, he goes into dinosaur land. And here, when he comes out, he's back in the Simpsons house, Mm -hmm. right? And he runs into Willie, who gets stabbed in the back with an ax by Maggie. And.
3: a
1: This is indeed a disturbing universe.
2: So that's James Earl Jones uh, giving that line. And uh, This is a weird thing. I like to think of myself as a lapsed Simpsons fan, right? Like I've watched like probably the first 15 seasons pretty religiously. Know a lot of that stuff. Really love it. Go back to it. Still really enjoy it. In my viewing and sort of clip grabbing for this show, I skipped that line because I was like, oh, okay. And then (laughs) I made a concession because I was reading about this episode on the internet. And apparently this James Earl Jones thing, I didn't even realize it was James Earl Jones was like, the greatest celebrity cameo in The Simpsons I, because Bill Cosby was narrating on the internet, um, and so see James Earl Jones. I felt <laughs> compelled wow. to go back and grab this line, and so I hope it was worth it. You fucks! Because there's a
4: great I, disturbance in the force.
2: Obi Wan says that. Not not Vader. I either. know that he was also
0: uh, the narrator on the, the the Raven segment from a couple. Uh,
2: Halloween episode. Yeah, like he'd been there before. Gums. I don't
0: know. Like he, he'd done it. Yeah, I, I think it was. It's, it was a like the Willie with the axe in the back. It was. A, it was a running gag, season to season.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. But when I looked, like, look at the Wikipedia page. People are like James Earl Jones. I don't know.
4: In that voice, it's weird how you get tone sometimes in text, and yeah. I think that it's amazing that you're capturing it perfectly, Ben.
2: Usually, I only get tone when I'm flying around my F-16 and i'm locking onto the alien ships <laughs> and i'm also bill pullman
4: so, yeah. <laughs> and
2: you're also the president <laughs> i'm here mr president <laughs> you alien bastards <laughs> up your anyway
3: oh boy we don't have aliens <laughs> in
4: this version
2: Yes, they do, because we cut to King Kodos in a minute. Come on. So Homer goes back. He's going to destroy lots of shit. He's, He's smashing rocks. And you get a quick cut here. So like the Simpsons house turns into the Flintstones house and the McDonald's. You see King and Kodos who laugh for a long time. Then they turn into Peabody and Sherman. Finally, Homer ends up in the Simpsons house. It seems fine, except everybody has like long tongues. And Homer decides it's close enough. And then it ends. So just a, a fucking real wet fart ending to this one. They couldn't uh, couldn't figure this one out.
0: Yeah, I couldn't stick the landing there.
2: Yeah,
4: they tried though. Ooh, they're, did they try?
2: They're like a, a Michaela Maroney. <laughs> you know, they, they thought it was going to be a gold, but it was only a bronze. Yeah,
0: real real uh, Carrie
2: Strug. Uh, Carrie Strug nailed it though. It's true, she nailed it. That's so not much. even correct. <laughs> I'm madder than I was. When Shilin told that story. For that joke. That's okay. You're like a Carrie Strug. I'm like... (laughs) (laughs) We're on the rails. So, segment three here. (laughs) The spectacularly named Nightmare Cafeteria. (laughs) Just no effort put into it whatsoever. Um, Because all the
0: effort was gone into this this segment. That's right. It's really good.
2: So, this was written for... um, for Dave by David X. Cohen, who we talked about last time we talked about The Simpsons, uh, the X is fake, uh, which is good. That's a baller move. He wrote for Futurama. He wrote for Disenchantment. And to bring it back, Shalin,
4: bring it on back in our
2: Harold moment here, he was the one who wrote cromulent. He oh, so he wrote that. okay, and now it's an accepted word in the dictionary.
4: I love that it became a real word. I love it too. It, it makes, makes me, me happy. so happy. I wish I had been able
2: to talk a little bit faster, just to sync
1: up <laughs> that perfectly. Fix and post. I was gonna
2: say I have audio tricks I can do. Yeah, I could add yeah. reverb. I can speed things up. I don't know.
4: Can you also slow them down? Oh. Well, look at you. I sure
2: can. Look at you. Make you sound like a monster. Please don't. Okay, do it now. <laughs> okay, here we go.
3: So <laughs> I we're
2: in the school here, Springfield <laughs> Elementary.
1: <laughs> Shiller.
2: <laughs> Whoops. And so Bart, class clown that he is, suggests that everybody turn their desks around before Mrs. Krabappel comes in. And guess what? She comes in. He's the only one who does it. So she calls him backwards boy, <laughs> which is very funny <laughs> to me. <laughs> she just fucking snarked the shit out of him. That's really good. I loved it. And Bart goes to detention.
1: Over here, Simpson. The detention room is dangerously overcrowded, so you'll be serving your time in the cafeteria.
3: Oxygen running out.
1: Yes, you should have thought of that before you made that paper airplane.
2: <laughs> so they send Bart to detention in the cafeteria, which is also extraordinarily crowded. And Skinner's worried about the overcrowding. Lunch Lady Doris noticed, or notes that uh, she posits that they're using gr- grade F lunch meat, which is uh, mostly circus animals with some filler. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, Which is really good. And Skinner notes, I, I wonder if there's a solution to both our problems. So Jimbo Jones, who stole Bart's lady love at one point, trips Lunch Lady Doris. She spills a green fluid all over him. And Skinner, <laughs> for some reason, <laughs> this, is so a weird, this is a weird start to this. Skinner, like he rubs his finger through the green fluid, as I'm doing to Shailen here.
4: <laughs> well, it splashes, <laughs> it, I
2: thought. R- but like he puts his finger on it, and he's like, oh, oh. Uh. Oh, oh, it's so good. I don't
4: think that's exactly right, (laughs) right. but something like that, yeah. That was
2: a clip. He's going, oh, oh. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, it's a young boy. (laughs) Stop Stop it. (laughs) (laughs) And then, so what happens is, Skinner is like, oh, get, get in there. <laughs> <laughs> so Skinner sends Jimbo into work with Lunch Lady Doris. Things start to go fast.
3: It's hard for me to clean this giant pot when you keep spilling meat tenderizer all over me. <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny.
2: So we cut immediately here to Mrs. Krabappel and the teacher's lounge, like just like, gnawing on a sandwich. Now, listeners, I've spared you here because this is one of the gross things. If you're not somebody who likes eating noises, you're not going to like this segment because the whole true, thing yeah. is just like lip smacking and like and it's Skinner a, being like, oh, oh, sandwich.
4: It's a lot of like oh. chewing of something wet too. Like it's not like oh, yeah. crunchy. It's like
2: it, oh, what's it like?
4: It's so gross. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: Oh, are you the uh, are you the, the mouth mouth noise guy? Oh yeah,
2: Shailena, the,
3: if the you're sound
4: ever, effects guy. Shailen, have you
3: ever been on America
2: Online? Stop it! You tell me a story.
4: Stop it! Oh. Get out.
2: <laughs>
0: anyway, hey, it's
2: it's 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 uh. poke fifty two. <laughs> 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 I'm gonna cut in that exact uh, drop from way back when. I think it was three and a half minutes long. <laughs>
3: anyway, so uh,
2: so they're eating. Sloppy Jimbo's here, and Skinner explains the situation.
1: You remember me telling Jimbo Jones that I'd make something of him one day?
3: (gasps) Are you saying you killed Jimbo, processed his carcass, and served him
1: for lunch?
2: (laughs) There's a really wonderful thing about this segment where Principal Skinner is really kind of the, the central core of it. And it's all about dad jokes and puns and him, like, masterminding this idea but taking it cartoonishly too far yeah ironic because it's a cartoon yeah. uh weird isn't it but uh but that's how it goes so skinner's concocted this plan where they're going to kill students in detention grind them up make them into meat it's wonderful on sloppy jimbo day the german exchange student Uder cuts in line because he loves those sloppy jimbos can't they're get delicious enough can't get enough and skinner sends him to detention and the very next day it's uh, it's Oktoberfest. So not only
3: <laughs> not only
2: do they have this plan where they're killing the kids, they're making like, these thieved like, creative days yeah, out of yeah. them. Everybody's in leader hose, and it's, it's spectacular. It's special
0: menus of based off the children that they're killing.
2: So this is a bit of a long clip, but it's one of my favorites. Uh, I hope you enjoy it as much as I do.
0: Mark, mm. does it strike you as odd that Uder disappeared, and suddenly they're serving us this mysterious food called
3: Uderbraten?
1: Oh, relax, kids. I've got a gut feeling odors around here somewhere. (laughs) After all, isn't there a little ooter in all of us? (laughs) In fact, you you might even say we just ate ooter and he's in our stomachs right now. (laughs) Uh, Wait, scratch that one.
2: (laughs) There's just like this, this really, like, there's this over the topness to this segment that I enjoy. Like calling it broughton and sloppy Jimbo's is so fucking
3: preposterous. <laughs> Even just
0: like the, the, like the beginning of the conceit of the episode, like where he like just happens, they spill the sauce or whatever all over Jimbo and he just like licks him and he's like, mm. it just like immediately <laughs> yeah. gets the idea to kill Jimbo and eat him. It's, it's, it's lovely. There's, there's a, to quote, you know, to to reference my favorite music artist, over Dolly Parton and the Beatles, uh, it's it's pretty ludicrous.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: That yep. it is. That it is. So Bart and Lisa go home and ask Marge to help them, <laughs> and she just like, "No, go fight your own battles." That was another clip. <laughs> and
0: and then she was like, uh,
2: yeah, uh, "Mr. Skinner, oh, oh yeah, give me those mouth noises, Principal Skinner." <laughs> <laughs> so they go back to class, and, <laughs> and we're in the classroom, and the first thing you see is homework, <laughs> eat a stick of butter, <laughs> and the camera pans out, and Mrs. Krabappel is like Homer Moo Moo level She's obese. She's so big. fucking insane. <laughs> <laughs> and we're down to five kids here. So you have Bart, Lisa, Milhouse, uh, Wendell, who was supposed to be uh, like one of Bart's original friends, but then he's just a periphery character. And then I, th- I think it's Ralph Wiggum. But I think this was pre like Ralph Wiggum coming yeah. into prominence, so it just he's just there. It doesn't matter. So Mrs. Krabappel is reading a book called "The Joy of Cooking." Millhouse, uh, <laughs> which like I was, like who wrote that book? But it's fine. Wendell knocks a pencil on the floor. He gets sent to detention. When Millhouse sees the book, he he says to Lisa and Bart, he he posits, "We should all leave." And So they they sneak down the hall, and what do they see as they go past the detention room? Where Principal Skinner is now, he's not fat, he's still working out, I guess, but um, it's a rough time.
1: Easy there, young man! You'll only make yourself tired and stringy now to check on the free range children. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> and it's kids like walking around outside in just this wooden fenced in grass area. It's it's, of- it's just
0: just uh, just the, the like how insane it is, like no one would ever see that, yeah, and yeah, and, and like Marge is like. You kids have to solve it your own, your you know, your own problems or whatever. Like it's, mm-hmm. uh, it's just just the right amount. Mm-hmm.
2: It's just the right amount. Yeah. So, uh so lunch lady smack, the- those, smack those lips again. So, lunch lady <sighs> Doris appears behind them with some kind of like manual meat grinder. Is that what she's holding, Shailen? She's holding egg beater. It's, it's, it's an egg beater, right? Is it's that an egg it is? beater. Okay.
4: And it's hilarious that she's chasing them down the hall with an egg beater because but they're all like do... covered in
2: blood now for some reason. Yeah. Everybody's covered in blood. Uh so Principal Skinner joins in on the chase. He's wearing like a hall monitor's like vest or smock or whatever. Right. And he says a line here that it's good, but it's really best not to think about what it is he's actually saying.
1: Yes. I believe I'll start as you've so often suggested by eating your shorts.
2: Oh. Okay. <laughs> now that's a good line. But what was like that that wasn't me. <laughs> Does that mean like he's gonna eat his underwear or he's gonna eat like his haunches? Or like it's it when you think about it past the layer at which they present it, it gets fucked up pretty quickly. I thought he was just yeah. gonna eat his
0: blue shorts. I also and that was like, Okay. Th- that was also a disturbing cause like that would be like he strips Bart naked and yeah, then yeah, yeah. kills him. Is it
2: gonna yeah. Yeah. I was like, is it like a, a a rump roast? Is that what we're getting at
4: here? I think you're thinking about it more intensely than Principal Skinner was. I think that they mm, yeah, didn't have a better... Right.
2: Yeah,
0: <sighs> yeah. when you're in the heat of the moment, like, sometimes you just say things and it sounds good.
4: Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Right. Best not to think about it. That's true. That's,
2: that's
0: right.
3: Yeah. <clears throat> mm.
2: Mm. <laughs> There's a character on the early Eminem albums called uh, Ken Keniff from Connecticut. I feel like that's what I'm channeling here. I'll, I'll cut some Ken Kniff in. Listeners can um, decide for themselves. Great. So um, they chase the kids into, like, just this room in the school where there's a ledge above a big blender and they set it to gooify, <laughs> which is pretty funny. Uh, and here's Bart.
3: Don't worry, guys, something always comes along to save us. Uh, nevertheless, <laughs> I remain confident that something will come along and
1: save the two Simpson children.
2: So Billhouse is killed horribly. Yep. Um, and despite his confidence here, the segment ends with Bart and Lisa also falling into their apparent deaths. But Bart wakes up, and uh, as it turns out, it was just a nightmare.
4: A terrible dream. A
2: terrible dream. Whew. And they're in this world where they're safe, except for the fog that turns people inside out. Except the fog comes in, and it turns them all into slim, good body.
4: The best part about this is the sound effect.
2: The, the sound effect is disgusting. Now, Shaylin, in your weird fucking... Dark parties, or whatever your whatever your parents <laughs> call them. What was the record about? You never actually said what the record was about.
4: So it's called yeah. "It's Lights Out," this is everyone. A long con. And
2: oh, c- Christ! Th-
4: oh there's God. it's it's a it's skits it's, basically. Like it's, it's all mouth noises. It's shorts. So there's the the fog. You get the
0: this is uh, this track two where they're talking about um big toes.
4: There's one where Harold is he's finished for with his career and he's on his way home from his retirement party and he's drunk and he got a watch and he and his wife are going along and it's like it's 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 gift of the magi psychological warfare uh with the radio show where the car stalls on the train tracks and you can hear the train coming while the wife is screaming like we have to get out of the car we have to get out of the car and he's drunk and going on the tracks on the tracks and then it just ends With her screaming and, like, awful train crash noises? I'm
2: terrified at how little this has to do. Where does this connect with (laughs) The Simpsons? The fog. Oh, so you said the fog, and then you went into, like, a soliloquy about train tracks?
4: Well, you asked me what it was. I
2: wanted to know where it
0: connected. I was following. She was going through the the different You asked what it was, and it's, like, like,
4: different different stories.
2: But see, like, Okay. Okay. This see, is, I
4: told you, Dave. I told you who's going to get mad about no, stuff. No, it's
2: not mad. I'm confused because You're
4: yelling at me. So, the see, logical
0: show and it's more bemused than the uh, logical answer bemused.
2: would have been. Here is the thing that happens with the fog and how it connects to the Simpsons. Instead, you literally said, "Yeah, there's the fog," and then you told this entirely disconnected. You story said, "What
4: is the record about?" about and I couple. said, "It's different sketches." And I started to tell you the fog? sketches. The fog.
2: The fog. The
4: fog creeps in. <laughs> And turns you inside out, and there's a terrible noise. Do
2: What's the terrible noise?
4: It's like a wet rubber glove being flipped could, inside
0: out. It, could you make that noise?
4: No, I don't have a rubber glove here, Dave. Is it the oh, the,
2: the noise, dammit, Thomas? Make the noise. It's the noise Thomas Jane made when he didn't have enough bullets.
4: I don't know what that means. That was
2: the mist, it's not a, the fog. But the the point remains: The mists and fogs are very similar.
0: W- was it the joy? I the, do the, statistics. The, the, was it the sound that, um, Jimmy Lee Curtis made in the movie The
3: Fog?
4: No. <laughs> In the re- On the record, it, there's just like oh, a dude God. sitting in the corner and giggling, and you don't know why.
3: Why
2: was
4: and it? And it's terrible. What's your theory? And then you get there, you got, he, he, and the narrator gets he, over he there, and he's like, the key party. his insides are on his outside.
3: Oh, okay. <laughs>
4: anyway, <laughs> if anyone quick, wants to join t- me in the next couple of weeks to turn the lights off and listen to a record that is separated with skits with a gong in the middle, Please join me
2: i only do that for adam sandler records <laughs> thank you very much
0: if i i think if i joined you i would uh, probably be put on a list or something that sounds real weird i'm not going to participate Jaylen.
4: who would put you on that list dave what list is this who knows what's going on in our house
0: other people in that dark room
4: mm-hmm. there's another one where it says <laughs> don't turn around now
2: can you feel Couldn't it? Could we have just talked about this record? Like we could have just skipped The Simpsons entirely. No, yeah, I
4: think so. I think maybe another time. But it doesn't lend itself. The oh, same I don't
2: way. know. We're certainly talking about it enough. <laughs>
0: so, when, <laughs> what? You, how where, so when your your friends listen to this for your birthday party or Halloween party?
4: I, my parents told me it was a birthday. This party. is your it sweet sixteen. No, I was younger.
0: So, so how old are your? How old are you and your friends at this time?
4: I was probably in 26. first or second grade.
3: Okay,
0: twenty six. Friends listened to it and they all thought it was scary, or you thought it was scary and they were all like, Let's go upstairs.
4: All of my friends hated it. And when we say friends, it was my neighbors <laughs> that were invited. It wasn't like my pals. <laughs> they didn't, okay, they
2: didn't kids, like They kids. didn't like Art Jobler.
4: Arch Obler.
2: Art Jobler. Yeah, no, that's right. We're saying the same thing. No one yeah, somebody say Arch. Art Jobler.
4: I don't think anyone liked it.
2: Well, I don't know why. It sounds grid. It is
4: great. <laughs> I said grud. Well, it's good and great okay. and therefore it's good. Curve
2: gate. Now listeners, you might think by our insane ramblings here that we're done with the episode, but we're not. Fuck. Because there's a musical number. So they're all turned into Slim Goodbody and it it's pretty gross actually. Like there's just gore everywhere. It's disgusting. Uh but you get a musical number and Shailen's her, taking her headphones off for Art Jobler so we can fill dead air and talk about Art Jobler.
3: Oh, Sign of people dance until they make us stop. Duke! Many dancing people cover with like corn, clock. Just one sniff of head fog and you're inside out. It's worse than that fleshy
2: virus you've read off about. Vital. Okay, it goes on and on. <laughs> It ends with the dog being interested in Bart's intestine and then attacking Bart and dragging him off screen uh, with a trail of blood left behind. It's pretty gruesome. It's great. It's pretty gruesome.
4: Well, they said they wanted the gruesomest, goriest Treehouse of Horses. Gru-
2: gruesomest, Yeah. 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 Art Jobler would be proud.
4: He would. Maybe.
2: And that's The Simpsons. Would you show this episode to a child? Yes, no, Maybe.
4: Over the age of 11, yes.
2: Okay.
0: Yes, no matter what the age is.
2: <laughs> I'm going to split it up. No. you a four-year-old? Absolutely not. I would no. not. Too gory. Too crazy. And we're going to go with one to five uh, goldfish bowls for whatever you want to use them for. <laughs>
4: <laughs> five sloppy jimbos. That's, That's a great episode.
2: <laughs> On the scale of sloppy jimbos to... Goldfish bowls. <laughs> what's the what's the <laughs> ratio?
0: Yeah, how many uh, how many Jimbo's can you put in those bowls?
2: <laughs> you got to wrap your Jimbo's. <laughs> she set not to engage any further.
4: Nope, I'm done. I gave you my rating on a scale I'm comfortable with. Right. The end.
0: <laughs> can you go? <laughs> can i go
2: uh yeah yeah i sure can uh you know it's weird because i wouldn't have thought that i would go any lower than a five fishbowls on any of these episodes but that middle segment outside of like the high points is really fucking bad it's like it's not particularly well plotted the pacing is weird it's not so super satisfying First segment, I love it. Third segment, you know it's pretty good. Second segment, I don't know. I, I gotta give it a four and a half on this one. Four and a half. Oh, fish bowls.
0: Oh. I've uh, I've got a set of janitor's keys. Mm-hmm. You know, so I got a, a, enough keys to drop one, two, three, four, five. Five keys and five fish bowls. So why are there
2: five fish bowls? I don't
0: know. It's a crazy key party. I don't think you know Um, shit about key parties. I don't, I don't think I know. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not sure what's happening there. The, the, the joke fell apart. That's fine. As long as people are swinging, I'm good. I'm good. But uh, yeah, I think um, I like this. I like this one a lot. This is probably my favorite Halloween episode of the Simpsons. The shinning is really good. The third one is fantastic. Um, And that second one again is like, sometimes they had clunkers this was this season's clunker but it was Mm -hmm. i think this could have worked this would have been a good one in another season
2: dave i don't want to take you well i guess i don't want to take you out of your comfort zone i know this will take Shaylin out of her comfort zone so i'm Uh, going to focus uh, this one all the way on you yeah if you had to put this episode on a scale Uh between the ice storm
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) yeah
2: um, an Jobler party.
0: <laughs> Where would it be? If we took him the uh, the um no I'm, I'm, I don't know anymore. <laughs> uh, uh, ice storm with Sir Gorny Weaver. That,
3: yeah, the movie. Yeah, that's right.
0: Yeah. right it, had those, a,
2: those, it had a defining uh, element in it.
0: Yeah, I got that confused with Storm of the Century, which is a Stephen King book. It's or not the perfect right. storm. No,
2: no, no. The ice storm I picked for a very specific reason. Okay.
0: Yeah, the ice storm versus
2: the, the, an Jobler party. party. The the upstairs, not the downstairs. Sure. Um, I'm so furious you picked this. uh, So I'm going to have to just...
0: 30 rituals of buds. It's... um, Yeah. It's Mm -hmm. up there.
3: That's fair.
4: All right.
2: Shailen. You know, it's been a few weeks here. It has. But here's the thing. We finished reading these shows. Yeah. On incredibly simple scales. It's like a a box is what I'm doing with my hands. Your arms are
4: just flailing.
2: And then... And then... Then we have some fun. Now it's your responsibility to come up with something fun, and I hope you fucking deliver. I
4: did. Okay. All right. Cool. Great. So we're gonna play a game. So the Simpsons Terrific. Treehouse of Horrors isn't a show where they take something someone else did and try to make it their own, yeah? So it's like sure. sl- a twist on what they do. Uh-huh. Sure. I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna <laughs> present to you. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I'm trying not to laugh. <laughs>
4: products, products from well-known companies that they put a little twist on, okay. right? <laughs> All right. It's a little outside their comfort zone. So cannibalism, a little outside the normal comfort zone of the Simpsons, Simpsons, right? And you have to tell me if it's real or not real. Okay. The Colgate Company presents Beef Lasagna. Is that a real product or not a real product? Who are you asking? You buzz in. <laughs> you buzz in.
1: Ooder. Oh, um,
4: Dave?
0: That is
2: real. That is real. Buzz. Ben? It's real. In
4: 1982, <laughs> the Colgate Company thought that they could sell frozen dinner. But nobody wanted frozen dinner real. from a toothpaste company.
3: Real.
2: It
4: failed. This
3: is
2: real.
4: It failed terribly. All right, next.
2: I'm trying to think of a name for this game that has to, like like an Alfred E. Newman, What Me Worry. Like, it just, so it just feels like a Mad Magazine kind of thing. I'm going to start a new show. Uh, the letter's already in the mail to myself, where I just, I spent four hours dissecting each uh, individual issue of Mad Magazine, but in audio format only. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a panel-by-panel dissection.
0: Well, what's the, what's the name?
2: what be worry i don't know (laughs) i haven't figured that out yet
0: (laughs) what ben worry
2: alfred e new ben yeah
4: cheeto flavored lip balm real or not real real dave Uh,
0: uh, um. you can
4: you can agree or disagree and you're either (laughs) going to get the point or not
0: I like your rules on the fly. Thank um, you. I also do. I, I, I still have to buzz in. Looks like I owe you a Coke. Um, and it is, uh, that is very real.
4: It's true.
2: Not real. Real.
4: You both get a point. Okay, real. So Dave is currently ahead two to one. Wait
2: a minute. Why didn't I get a point on the first one? Because you hesitated. I said real.
4: After you, <laughs> you already had the you answer. Hesitated. You would give me a chance. I looked at uh, you and waited yeah. for you to buzz in and you didn't. Sh-
0: you, sh- you looked at Dave, Dave shot first?
4: Levi's Jeans presents Polly's Pockets. Little tiny pockets in your blue
2: jeans. Um, <laughs> Don't ever say that s- sentence scary, again.
0: Scary scary Marge noise.
4: Go ahead, Dave.
0: That, that is not real.
4: Ben?
2: Oh, God, I, I really hope not.
4: No, that was never marketed. I just want to get on a platform and say, please put normal-sized pockets in women's jeans. Please, Levi's company or anyone.
0: I'm with you. One time I accidentally wore my wife's jeans mm-hmm. and they were <laughs> like, those pockets sucked. I couldn't fit my phone in anything.
4: That's right.
2: Those are the hot button issues f- for a few weeks from now. Uh, it's abortion. It's gas prices. It's inflation. And l- Little jeans pockets. Little no, tiny it pockets. A,
0: it was a zip fly, not a button one. So yeah.
2: Oh boy, I, I can't handle a button fly. You know what? Yeah. We don't have time. We know we do not have nope. time. We do no. not have time. No. Shailen, d- just stop. We don't have time.
0: You said hot button, so I just I had to check it and see had to go there.
2: It's tough to get it undone when you have to pee. <laughs> Sorry.
4: Heinz purple ketchup.
2: Real.
0: That is true.
4: It's terrible. No one should ever do that. It's awful.
2: Is it? But but is it true? It is true. Have you ever had it?
4: No, but it's disgusting.
2: But you like pickles and ketchup.
4: It's purple ketchup. It's not flavored like pickles. You said Heinz
2: pickle ketchup. I said purple. Purple. But not real. I said purple. Heinz pickle ketchup. Not real.
0: Uh, I feel like pickle ketchup would just be relish.
4: I feel like pickle ketchup isn't hold, that bad. Hold
2: on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, Dave, you said that so matter-of-factly that pickle yeah. ketchup would be relish. There's no tomato what in a f- regular relish. Fuck, does that mean? <laughs> no, it makes perfect sense. No, it does. Hit. Yes, it does. Ketchup is smooth and relish has <laughs> no, like
3: it's... chunks.
0: No, <laughs> the fuck kind relish of relish is eating? made of no, no, pickles? No, 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 no. Pickle ketchup?
4: Tomatoes? Pickle ketchup, for
3: ketchup. is the, <laughs> that's the hard, insane. It's not salami.
0: I'm dog
2: okay?
3: I will yeah, say whatever, that. Whatever, but that's like, fine.
2: But
4: pickle lily does have green tomatoes in it, so I guess in a way, yeah, which
2: is the salsa
0: of hot dogs. No,
4: get out. <laughs> Thirsty cat, carbonated soda for pets. What?
2: Thirsty Cat Carbonated Soda for Pets. That's right. That's not real. That is totally real.
4: Ben gets the point. You're currently tied. The water was available in two flavors. Tangy fish flavor for cats and crispy beef for dogs.
2: Do you know why I'm good at games like this? Like products in particular? I come by it honestly. My father has probably spent, I'm going to guess, tens of thousands of dollars on like TV infomercial stuff. Like, oh that chopper looks like it's chopping a tomato pretty good. And so like, I feel like genetically I'm just predisposed to know like, no, there has to be a better way. And this product is real. (laughs) You know, it's true. Okay.
4: Scented Kleenex.
2: Um, Scented Kleenex. Real um, meat tenderizer. Do we have to guess what the scent is?
4: Yeah. on this one you do come. ew. (laughs)
0: But like, I'm just fascinated by the ocean
3: and its vastness. Nice, nice. nice. It
0: smells like the ocean. Oh, helpless. You, you nice. are you yeah.
1: <laughs> sailed on a dream on a crystal clear ocean
3: to ride on the crest. all oh, loads are the, oh what?
0: <laughs> wait a minute
2: <laughs> what wait a minute
0: no loads are the pickle ketchup of your penis
2: pickles and ketchup are right, not Shallish? the same
4: pickles and ketchup are not the same and if
0: but, you're
2: but what about loads
4: if it's chunky like relish you need a doctor
2: Ooh, you got the uh, chunky like relish and moves like jagger don't fit into the same uh, same rhyme scheme
3: no, they don't.
2: Chunky like relish. Ooh, that's what you say when it comes out because it's chunky like relish.
4: Dave, did you, you answer the, the question? Yeah. What did you say? I,
0: I got it right. you claimed it was ocean scented.
2: No,
4: Vix Forty
0: Four. Oh, the scent. The scent. It's or scented something.
2: like Vix Forty Four.
4: Oh, Vix Vapo Rub.
0: What? Eucalyptus. The fuck. It was uh, menthol.
4: That's eucalyptus.
0: Yeah, great cigarette <laughs> flavor.
4: Bic Perfume. Koalas love it. Shaped like a lighter.
0: That's true. <laughs> that's very, very true.
4: Beth?
2: big Perfume Shaped Like a Lighter is my uh, avant-garde <laughs> college <band laughs> name. Uh, yeah, sure, that's real.
4: Yeah, that's decidedly real and very confusing to me. <laughs> Alright, you already know the answer to this one because we've talked about it relatively recently.
2: Relish lively recently. Relish pickle ketchup lively. real. Recently. That's right. What is it?
4: Vegemite. I snack two
2: <laughs> It's a
4: cheese based version of Vegemite in spread form.
2: It's true.
0: All of it. It is true. The spread cheese. Except for
2: maybe really the name, which seems bizarre to me.
4: It is not only true, but that is its exact name, and the container looks not like food.
0: Is it, it looks M-I-G-H-T? like a jar. Is Like Vegemite? Or is it like No, it's just V-I-T, regular Vegemite. Like a little Vegemite.
2: Oh. Yeah, like a little bug. Yeah. Our neighbors to the south, or to the far north, I guess. It's all relative. They love it. They love that Vegemite. All right. Have you ever heard the sun Down Under? Yep. Yeah. yeah. There you go. There you go.
0: Wasn't that a band song, though? Like, like they can't play it anymore?
2: Yeah. Banned?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like... It's band. banned. What? B-A-N-N-E-D. Why? Yeah. Just uh, uh, like cultural appropriation.
2: What? <laughs> I thought we were doing a bit here, so I was I was laying it out. <laughs> 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 that went about as well as uh, Homer coming back to the Flytons. <laughs> <laughs> they were Australian, Dave. It's fine. I got it. <laughs> All right.
3: What a mess.
4: Maxwell House pre-brewed coffee, meant for microwaving to heat it up quick.
2: Shiloh, are you fucking? You're blowing my mind. This is real. Dave.
3: Yeah, it's real.
4: It's real. Why did they think that was a good idea? All right, with so our... what,
2: hold on. So what is it? You said you... you said a hundred words, and I I don't know what it was. It's like a microwavable coffee.
4: Maxwell House which is famous for instant coffee, right?
2: Everybody knows.
4: They're going to save you time by selling you a carton of their coffee that stays warm on the counter that you just have to microwave to make hot.
2: Well, it doesn't stay warm on the counter. It probably stays like... Tepid. Placid, yeah.
4: It's not iced coffee. It's instant coffee that's pre coffee instead of being powdered. How is
2: that different than like buying a fucking jug of Starbucks at the uh, the old Target? Because
4: that's refrigerated and it maintains flavor. It's not just tepid coffee that sits I'll on the you, counter for a week.
2: You know, I've said a couple of things about food off air. Uh, for example, one, I think I could eat a whole raw onion. I said that today. That's true. Two, you bring me a carton, <laughs> you bring me a carton of that Maxwell House, I'll drink it. Like who cares? You're just so snooty over there. Tastes... It's fucking
4: coffee, who cares? Have you had Maxwell coffee, Maxwell House coffee that you've brewed yourself? Yeah. Every day, it's already not good. It's fine. <laughs> it's bad. It's caffeine.
2: Who cares? All right. Give me a and fucking finally, Maxwell House and a raw onion, and I'm, I'm like a pig and shit.
4: We're gonna end it with the Mick Africa.
2: The Mick Africa. Yep. Oh, absolutely real.
0: Oh, that's the sandwich that Toto put out.
2: It's <laughs> it's made by smashing two um, big rocks together. <laughs> wow. It's a Congo reference, Shailen. It's called the Amy Monkey Burger. It was it's made a with Toto
0: reference Shailen,
4: Beef. which you wouldn't get wow. cuz
0: that's a band song too.
4: Beef, cheese, <laughs> vegetables on pita bread. Uh-huh. It was launched in Norway.
3: Okay. During a time Africa.
4: when there were 12 million people in Southern Africa who were about to die of starvation. Oh. McDonald's had to drop it really fast.
2: Oh, <laughs> they had to drop it like it, it was hot. Thank, thank
4: you. Thank you for McPizza. joining me. <laughs>
2: Do you ever the McPizza? The
4: McPizza's on my list of things, but I knew you knew it.
2: Of course I know it. I had it in Canada. McDonald's novelty items. If there was a version of Jeopardy that was he's, only he's about McDonald's. Wag- wagging his
0: finger. <laughs> <And> I'm <laughs> angry. I'm, fuck,
2: I'm madder now than I was when Shaylin talked about Art Jobler. If there was a McDonald's mm-hmm. Jeopardy, I would kill it. I'd be the Ken Jennings. <laughs>
4: Even if it were just novelty fast food items, I feel like you would make a strong showing. You're very good at keeping up on marketing.
2: I feel like you're backhanded compliment to me now. It's
4: not backhanded. I'm impressed with your ability to remember bad other people's bad ideas.
0: You've got like a great personality.
2: I try really hard.
4: Anyway, thanks for playing. Yes. We're not at real or not say real.
2: Uh, uh, what's the name of this game?
4: Real or not real.
2: McDonald's edition. I, it was
0: it was called Keeping it Real.
2: It was called... A, it's a, called Keeping It Real Now. It's called Banned? Question mark? Yeah. So here's something it's in the mailbag. Here's something in the mailbag for us. Hey, WatchBots, love the show. It's The Tits. Anyway, my question, you've been cast in a horror movie. What What is the movie about? Who is your character? In what comical, inventive, or comically inventive way does your character meet their untimely end? Uh, Fred Krueger. A Lot of layers to this question that involves you being cast in a movie that you're starring in. Um right. like you're like the casting director and the castee. Okay. But you put that aside. So we gotta know what's the movie it's a, about. It's a
0: well-structured question, I think.
2: What is your what is your character? And how the hell do you die? Hmm.
0: So for me it's a it's a slasher movie, mm-hmm. right? And so there's a lot of inventive deaths, it's a big who done it. <laughs> But in this, like you know, some some movies like Scream, like the killer has a motive, right? Mm-hmm. Just kind of he, he But but most of these killers, they have like a gimmick, right? But the, sure. So the, so this killer, he he kills um, via via kink, like he he makes like elaborate deaths that relate to a person's kink, uh, like a sex kink. So <laughs> one guy. Okay. Isn't this just the movie <laughs> Seven? Yeah. Yeah. So one, one uh, the guy I'm playing, he's like, he's like, really, uh, you know, really in defeat, and and he's, he's he's blindfolded at one point, point. Mm-hmm. and so like you as the audience can, you know, you know what's gonna happen, right? His his girlfriend blind blindfolds him, and then she gets offed, but then he's he's. Oh, gonna I'm
2: sorry, die. did you say get get offed or get
0: offed, off offed? Off, off. Oh, oh. There's a lot of those kind of puns throughout the movie. Sure. So um she gets killed and then uh he's still blindfolded and then they these little these uh these feet just start touching his cheeks and then they uh they go down <laughs> and he he takes the blindfold off and he realizes it's the killer with the his girlfriend's severed feet mm-hmm. and he gets beaten to death by the feet.
2: <laughs> but he <laughs> Now are the feet attached to leg bones at all or are these just straight straight up feet <laughs> no. straight feet?
0: So it's like it's like the foot, and maybe at the uh, like the, around the ankle, like yeah, the yeah, flesh yeah. disappears, and it's just the rest of the, the bone, like a the little handle,
2: shape. sure, yeah, sure, yeah, a little, yeah. little foot a, handle, a little straight up feet beaten, yeah.
0: So, so that, <laughs> uh, what'd you say? Yeah, do you say, do you say, feet beaten? Yep,
2: yeah, I'm gonna do that right now.
3: All Get right, off your shoes.
4: So, the, the movie that I've been cast a star in is. It's just really sad. It's that no one's gonna like it. It's a psychological thriller
2: where you sit in the basement in the dark. No, <laughs> it's like the, the Blair Witch Project. But it's
4: one of those like around every corner you're you're convinced the killer's gonna be there. Kind okay. of a psychological thriller and like jump scares that never come to fruition.
0: Sure, so, like the, the the refrigerator door closes and you oh, oh there's no one there.
4: And then um, my character's an idiot and trips down a set of stairs and just dies that way.
2: Okay, so it has nothing to do with anything.
4: Your classic yeah. fake out. Right. Hmm. But eventually the killer does get inside the house and it's a slasher flick, but uh-huh. it takes it takes a bit to build.
0: It's, it's, but the killer walks in and sees you dead and then.
4: Just like, meh, fuck it. Free for all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Might as well murder everyone else in the house. Is, oh, it,
0: is it a really gruesome like fall down the stairs? Like, are there is there a broken neck or is it like all you see it off screen or you, you don't see it because it's off screen?
4: <laughs> it's a it's a step step. Whoops. Thump, thump. And then you just see a puddle in the back of my body.
2: I, I watch a lot of documentaries about old-timey Hollywood. Uh-huh. You hear that one a lot, the old step, step, whoops, thump, thump.
4: Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's a technical term if you look into the, the,
0: the books. You got to use a yeah, jig. It's it, it's right up there with the, the Wilhelm scream. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, the,
2: yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So for me, set, take yourselves back to Victorian England, right? I'm there. Bowler hats, opium, mm-hmm. the like. I'm a guy, just like a regular dude, and I've been stabbed to death by the Tower of London. But here's the thing I haven't told you what the movie's about. It's about a bunch of numbskulls who have to go around and interview seemingly random people to try <laughs> to find the connection about what how I died. <laughs> are,
0: are you British uh, in this movie? Yes, I am.
1: I'm very British. <laughs>
2: So it's not—it's not my character that's important, right? I'm not—I'm not, I'm, I'm not, not. going to do that. But I'm at the middle of a... That's what we call him a an intricate mystery. There's maps and newspapers and. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and a good time is had by all. It's <laughs> a good movie. Yeah, it's a good movie. Fun had by yeah. all. A good series.
0: <laughs> I can't wait to do this again. People will say as they leave the theater. Yes.
2: Uh, listeners, we want to hear from you. What? How, how would you answer this three-part question?
0: I wouldn't answer it first. Just a <laughs> <way to> answer.
2: <laughs> hashtag D- dying to answer. I don't know. It's late. I don't know. Fucking leave me <laughs> alone. Sean, come up with a better hashtag.
4: Hashtag slasher movie star. Hashtag basement party. No, Winky. why are you so mean?
2: <laughs> That's not that the hashtag. So you might have thought we forgot, but we didn't. It's time for our newest segment the runaway breakout hit a moment of Bend people but, love it silence please You got. It. thank you so uh, I can't remember if I talked about this during our hiatus or um, forgetting to do this or whatever but the and I have been watching a UK based show called the taskmaster and it involves comedians and they get tasks and they got to do them and that's that's a bad description it's a bad description Shannon. I did a bad job But it's funny because they got to they got to think about things creatively. Like, uh, Shalom, what's an example?
4: They have to pop all the balloons.
2: Yeah, they got to pop all the balloons, and they got to think of ways to do it. Do it the fastest. They got to they got to go into a mall, and the task is they have to high five a fifty five year old, and they got to think about ways to identify fifty five year olds. And it's good. It's funny. It's uh, it's very British, and I think everybody there is smarter than I am. That's it.
0: Is it just because of the accent, though?
4: Fifty percent accent. The rapier wit. Hmm. Excuse
0: me.
2: Rapier wit. That's how I died in the Victorian England. Rapier sorry, wit. Sorry, I
0: thought I, I, I thought you said saddled. <laughs>
2: I feel like I've been saddled this whole show. I'm sorry. I'm so mad, Shailen, at the reason you picked The Simpsons. It just makes me fucking <laughs> ill.
4: Mad because I cannot be short winded. I've never been short of wind.
2: What What's more mad, me right now, or the issue of Mad Magazine about Batman Returns? That one. It, it's got Alfred E. Newman giving Michael Keaton a haircut, but his haircut is in the bat things. He's got bat yeah. things in his hair. So <laughs> and I think
0: they had like a, a a Soul Asylum. Is that the band's name? They had a Soul Asylum spoof in that that that, that edition. Absolutely. Was it a yeah.
4: runaway train?
0: It was, and it but it was called. Um, It was like diarrhea, pain, or something.
2: Yeah, always coming back. That poopy's going on a one-way track. (laughs) There was a time in my life, and it wasn't when I was in my late thirties. I believe I was about ten, where I was really into Mad Magazine, and I I spent all my uh, like savings money to go down to the local comic shop and buy the Serpico Mad Magazine. (laughs) I don't think I saw Serpico until I was probably (laughs) twenty-five. But I wanted that Serpico Mad Magazine.
1: I
0: just needed to know how they were going to take it down.
2: But that's how it goes. So that's the show. We did it. Another uh, another sick banger in the books.
4: A real sick banger. Yeah, a sick banger. I agree.
0: It's a certified bop.
2: Mm -hmm. What are you going to go for as Halloween this year, Shailen?
4: Probably a mom who has to carry her kids many accessories because... Her kid wasn't satisfied with just wearing a costume.
2: Okay, cool. Dave, how about you?
0: Uh, my wife and I were thinking of going as uh, Alan Grant in Ellie Sattler. Okay. Um, okay, I like sure that. am not sure who's going to be what, but I'm, I'm, I've been working on my in mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah.
2: What about you? Art Jobler.
4: <laughs> he wore funny round glasses.
2: Yeah, people are going to get it.
4: No one's going to. I'm going to play
2: the audio of this episode, uh, un- like under the whole costume. You just, it's just walk
0: around with like an old gramophone around. Yeah, it'd be it, good. An old gramophone, hear. yes, <laughs> correct. It's
2: 1873. <laughs> that's, right. that's, where, that's it's got the crank on it.
0: When Shailen was a child, yeah, yeah,
2: in the basement. So together uh, around the old uh, the old radio.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so that's it. You know, we'll uh, we'll do this again uh, someday. But you, in the meantime. You yes you can follow us you on Instagram on Twitter on um Jiffy Farmers Only (laughs) it's always a hit Ashley Madison (laughs) at uh, at Watchbots Pod please subscribe rate and review five stars if you do it we'll release more often I think
0: set up a Brazzers profile
2: yeah we'll do that too if you rate five stars for Dave and for really did okay yeah okay i getting a lot of weird emails. This is Chili McFreeze. This is the cold man. This is Mr. Freeze. Thank you for listening to another episode of Watchbots and to take us out of here. I see Shailen's on her phone, and it's it's good. I'm assuming she's doing research. She's going to tell us the rest of the skits on the Art Jobler album in a spooky voice, in a Casey Kasem voice.
4: I can't do either of those things. You uh, know Vincent that.
0: Price. Vincent Price from Scooby-Doo Mysteries voice. Or the 13
2: Ghost mm-hmm. voice.
4: Don't turn around whatever you do. It's coming up behind you. Can you feel it?
2: Oh, I don't I do didn't you want feel like the, the cold. I didn't want this ASMR shit.
4: <laughs> Fingers of death reaching around your shoulder. Don't turn around.
0: Okay. My balls are on the around. podcast.
4: She's just getting kind there. Of, it's just better that way.